0: To the lot on Diamond backed podcast, part of the lot on podcast network. Your team every day listening to who the always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got another jam packed show for you guys. As always. I'm going to start off the show by talking about J.B. Berskakis and what kind of role can he play for the D-backs in 2021. Then in the second segment, I want to do some spring training talk, my takeaways, some highlights from this weekend of games that we might have missed. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the pod. It's Muted Monday, so if you don't know what that is, we're going to look at headlines from the past weekend that I've either made up or headlines that I've seen across news outlets. And we're going to decide if we should mute those headlines or turn that baby up. But first, don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about JB Berskakis because this guy has been on absolute fire in spring training. Four innings pitch, nine strikeouts. No earned runs allowed. I think he has one hit allowed. This guy has been just absolutely phenomenal. If you guys remember, he was part of that Zach Greinke trade. And I I think you have to remember that because that was a pretty big deal at the time. D-backs got three of the top five prospects back from the Houston Astros, Seth Beer, the number three, Bruskakis, the number four, and then Corbin Martin, the number five. They even got Josh Rojas in that deal too. I think he was like the number 22nd prospect in their organization at the time, if I remember. But J.B. Burskakis, He's here. It's about time. We've been waiting for this trio of prospects to finally, you know, have some contributions to this D-backs team and right now, JB Berskakis is dealing during spring training, expected to be part of the bullpen. Corbin Martin's out there, you know, battling as well for a, a rotation spot. So we'll see if he could get one. Otherwise, he might be sent back down to the minors. Maybe they want to use him as a long reliever. We'll see with Corbin Marn. Seth Beer, I'm still curious what his overall outlook is. He seems like he's going to be in the minor leagues once again. Maybe he'll get some looks at the end of the year if the D-backs are really struggling. But the point of this first segment, it's all about J.B. Briskakis because this guy is an absolute flamethrower, and he's been an absolute stud with the Arizona Diamondbacks during spring training. And it just leads me to a question of whether can this guy be a potential closer for the D backs down the line? Maybe it doesn't happen this year, but maybe he is the closer of the future because last season I believed maybe Kevin Ginkle was the closer of the future. He really struggled in 2020 and he's got, he's lost a little luster, a little shine off him. I still believe in Kevin Ginkle as a back end of the bullpen guy, but I'm not too sure if he has the makeup to be a closer. Joaquim Soria, he didn't have such a good outing Saturday night as a reliever. So it begs the question, could J.B. Berskakis be the closer of the future for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Maybe it won't happen this season, but this year could be a great showcase for JB Berskakis as a potential closer. And you never know, maybe he gets reverted back to a starter next season. Maybe this is just a one-year trial run to see how JB Berskakis is. Because talking to Aaron Lane a couple of weeks ago about the breakdown of the return from the Zach Greinke trade. We talked about JB Berskakis and he said the biggest question with Berskakis is his command. He's got an elite slider, an elite fastball, a very hard fastball, high velocity, but he always struggles with command and he likes to walk a lot of dudes. And if you look at his minor league numbers, that is just the truth. When you look at his minor league numbers, he's been a strikeout artist during the minor leagues. In 2019, between the Astros and D-Backs, his strikeouts per nine was sitting just around 12. So this dude with just a flamethrower striking dudes out, putting dudes down. But the issue with him, he was walking a lot of dudes at the same time. His walks per nine was sitting around six during that same time period. So even though he was striking out dudes, you can't have a strike out to walk ratio about two to one. That's just not going to work on the big league level. And the Another positive, I guess you can say, is even though he's striking out dudes, which is a great positive, and the negative is the walking dudes, I think another positive about J.B. Berskakis is his ability to produce ground balls because, you know, sometimes there's two types of pitchers. There's ground ball pitchers and there's fly ball pitchers. And J.B. Braskakis, he's more of a ground ball pitcher for his career. Batters are hitting ground balls nearly 50% of the time. Compared to just around 30% of the time, he's given up fly ball. So, JB Braskakis is definitely more of a ground ball to fly ball pitcher. Which I think at least helps him if he's going to walk batters. At least you're not giving up that home run too. Because his percentage of home runs, his fly ball to home run percentage is very low. He does not give up a lot of home runs. Which is nice. He's not going to put up a lot of earned runs on the board. Because sometimes there are pitchers who... Walk a, lot of die, uh, walk a lot of guys, and give up a lot of home runs too, like a guy like Caleb Smith, who we'll talk about later in the pod. But for JB Berskakis, even though he's walking dudes, he's leaving them on base because of his propensity to strike out batters. And the D-backs, they're gonna need a guy like JB Berskakis because they had one of the worst bullpens in the National League last year, six worst bullpen last year in terms of ERA, and we know some of their signings last year in 2020 just did not work out. Hector Rondon was not what the not what he was advertised to be. He was a former closer, thought he could come in. I at least thought he could come in and potentially be a, another back-end reliever for the D-backs, another potential closer if something happened to Archie Bradley. And he was just not good at all last year. Junior Guerrero, his ERA was good. But if you look at the advanced numbers, they weren't really a fan of him either. So the two signings that Mike Hazen made last year for the back end of the bullpen really didn't work out and so far this spring training Joaquin Soria and Tyler Clippard haven't looked you know phenomenal either Tyler Clippard one earned run and one inning pitch so we haven't seen a ton of him Soria got rocked on Saturday and in spring training he's given up four earned runs over two innings pitch so so far the two new signings this year haven't looked too good as well for Mike Hazen but JB Briskakis is starting to ball out. He looks good. We got him in that Zach ranky trade. So whenever you're trading a star player like Zach ranky you want to get a good return back and getting three of the top five prospects in any MLB organization is going to be kind of hard to do. And you would expect those guys to be good. And so far, JB briskakis in spring training is as good as advertised nine strikeouts, Four innings pitches I mentioned. This guy just absolutely commanding the ball right now. And we know the command issues have been the problem with him. The walks have been the problem with him. But right now, the walks are not the issue for him. He has no issues right now in spring training. He's just absolutely killing it. And for a team like the D-backs, if they want to compete, we're going to need... Our starters have some bounce back seasons, like Madison Bumgarner, like a Luke Weaver. We're praying that a uh, Caleb Smith works out as the number five starter. Merrill Kelly's coming back off injury, so there might be some days where you're gonna have to go to your bullpen early because that happened a lot in 2020. Luke Weaver did not pitch deep into ball games in 2020. Madison Bumgarner did not pitch deep into ball games in 2020. So the D-backs have to re- rely and lean on their bullpen again. Once again in 2021, I, I'm hoping they can step up to the plate. And a guy like JB Berskakis has been stepping up to the plate all spring training. He should be a lock for the opening day roster. He was expected to come out of the bullpen entering spring training. Now, it wasn't a lock entering spring training, but the way he's pitched so far during spring training, I believe it has to be a lock. He's looked good out there on the mound. There's been no reason why he shouldn't be a lock. He's hit every check mark you would have wanted him to hit. So for JB Berskakis, he's going to be a lock to make the opening day roster. And if he looked really good in 2021, I wouldn't be scared if the D-backs gave him a look as the closer of the future, or maybe even potentially a starter in next year's rotation. Now we'll get into spring training talk and recap the games over the weekend, starting with Friday night's game against the Angels. But first... I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, and you can also join the Locked On Podcast Network Men's Tournament Challenge for March Madness. Look up the Locked On Podcast Network under Men's Tournament Challenge on ESPN.com and go join the group and make a bracket. And you could play against your favorite hosts. You could play against other members of the Locked On Nation or just random uh I guess, random people who enjoyed the Locked On Network podcast. So go join Men's Tournament Challenge on ESPN.com. Look up the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a public league. And go join. You get one entry per user. May the best bracket win. All right, all right, all right let's get back into it and let's wrap up or not wrap up let's recap those spring training games from over the weekend i want to start the friday night game against the angels because the d-backs lost four to three in this one but hey Zach Gallon balled out once again, and he's just giving me all the more confidence that he's going to be a stud once the season rolls around. 3.1 innings pitch, zero earned runs, four strikeouts and one Ks. Now he has a scoreless streak of 8.1 innings in spring training. The dude has been absolutely phenomenal, but I think I said in the first segment that Joaquin Soria got rocked on Saturday. He was actually rocked Friday night, and this was bad Joaquin Soria. He got hit for four earned runs. He gave up three hits, a walk, and a pair of wild pitches. He had to be mercy-ruled out of the frame, giving up only two genuine outs. So Joaquin Soria couldn't even finish his uh, outing for the D-backs. He had to be mercy-ruled out of there, and it just was not good, Joaquin Soria. And so far, he's not giving the D-backs a ton of confidence. His first outing, his debut outing in spring training was pretty good. But after this one, we might have to take a second look at Joaquin Soria because we're going to need a closer for 2021 and Joaquin Soria probably is the front runner for that right now but if he's looking like that during spring training, then I'm going to be cautious for him during the regular season and hey, JB Briskakis is balling out right now so I wouldn't be afraid if he uh, got a chance to be the closer. But anyway, let's move on with the rest of this game because Riley Smith was pretty good in this one. might have been against less competition, but three innings of one hit ball, no walks, and five strikeouts. He really needed a bounce back in this one because so far in spring training, he's got five earned runs over seven innings pitched. So you could just do the math right there if you just take out this, uh, so basically, if you do the math, he had five earned runs over four innings pitched uh, entering this game. So this was really good, Riley Smith. Might not have been the elite competition since it was later in the game, but still, you need a bounce back like this to help boost your confidence in future outings. Eduardo Escobar homered in this game, which was really needed for the D-backs offense because the D-backs offense had a really bad sequence in this game. I want to touch on because this cannot happen during the regular season because this happened way too much in 2020. This is the kind of stuff that honestly really irks me as a baseball fan. You had loaded bases, no outs. This should be at, at least at least one earned run, but no. Adrubal Cabrera hopped out. Then you got strikeouts, back to back strikeouts by both Carson Kelly and Dalton Varsho. So that can that that can't happen. During the regular season, you have to capitalize when you have bases loaded. You don't have to hit a grand slam, but you definitely have to capitalize because that is one of my biggest pet peeves in all of baseball. Having bases loaded, no outs and coming away with nothing. So D-backs offense has still been kind of sluggish and struggling during this uh, spring training, but I've kind of liked the pitching from a lot of these pitchers. So right now I'm leaning more toward pitching being a strength of this ball club than the offense offense. Let's talk about that game on Saturday. D backs beat the Padres 6 3, which they're going to do also on opening day, I believe. I'm praying that they beat the Padres on opening day so we can ro- uh, rub it and lock down Padres host Javi Penyo's face. But either way, Briskakis came in this game, struck out the side. Uh, another great outing by Bruskakis. and then that was followed up by Chris Davinsky going one, two, three with two Ks. Davinsky's another guy who you can't sleep on. He was an all-star a few years ago, kind of an underrated signing, and he might be uh, he might be a lock to make the opening day roster as well. He's been absolutely phenomenal in spring training, zero earned runs, over four innings as well, four strikeouts, so I'm really impressed with both of those two guys, and this was a game where there was Finally, some offense by the D backs. Three home runs in this game. Ketel Marte had a home run in this game, which is huge because we need his power to come back. Josh Van Meter had a home run in this game, and so did Trace Thompson. Both of those guys aren't really hitting for a high average, but home runs are always nice because those are easy run scoring opportunities, which is pretty self explanatory. So I don't, I haven't liked a lot of the offense I've seen, but I do like seeing three home runs in the box score. But One crazy sequence that I want to talk about in this game, which just highlights the greatness of Fernando Tatis Jr. There was a sequence where he beat out uh, an infield ground ball for a single. Then he went first to third on a ground ball. And then after that, He went home on a sacrifice fly, but wasn't a a sacrifice fly that was deep to the warning track. This was basically a bloop sacrifice fly that was so shallow that the shortstop made the play. Uh Nick, I think Nick Ahmed or Josh Van Meter was playing shortstop that day. They just had to backtrack a few steps. They caught the ball. And before they knew it, Tatis was already sprinting home and scoring a run. And that just kind of highlights the greatness of Tatis. His speed and his ability on the base pass. Going first or third on a grounder. And then the you have to look it up, honestly. If you go to my Twitter, at CreatorThomas24, I quote tweeted it a few days ago. It's really an insane sequence by Fernando Tatis. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, by now, but I like the offense in this game, and I like what the relievers did in JB Briskakis and Devin and Chris Davinsky. But now let's talk about yesterday's game. D backs, after winning 6 3 on Saturday, they lost 6 to 3 to the Giants yesterday. And this was a start by Caleb Smith that was just very reminiscent of Robbie Ray. He gave up only one earned run. He had five strikeouts, which was nice, but four walks and just 2.1 innings pitch. Had a lot of pitches thrown as well. And another interesting thing, came in twice in this game. He left and came back in later after a reliever came in, which is something you only see in spring training. I love all these weird spring training rules. I think it's just kind of fun. It makes the game a little bit more interesting, honestly. But another takeaway from this game, Chris Davinsky, another scoreless frame from him. No earned runs, only one hit allowed. But Alex Young got absolutely clobbered in this game. Five earned runs, eight hits, one home run allowed. I like Alex Young. I think he's a pretty good long reliever. Pretty good spot starter, but this was not the the start to watch Alex Young. He didn't even start in this game, and he still got shelled against spring training competition. So hopefully he can get it cleaned up because I'm a fan of Alex Young. I don't think he's an elite level a pitcher but I think he's a pretty solid you know if you need a number six starter if you need a spot starter I think he's a pretty good pitcher in that area so I was disappointed to see what he did yesterday and Josh Van Meter homered again again he's not he doesn't have a crazy average I think he's only hitting in like the mid 200s in spring training but back-to-back games with a home run that's gonna put the coaches on notice and Mike Hayes on notice of potentially keeping you on the opening day roster, but I can't see it happening because of guys like Josh Rojas balling out. But hey, maybe Van Meter in the future, if someone gets injured, would be the first one called up from the minor leagues. Now, we're going to get into Muted Mondays and decide which headlines we should either turn up or turn off. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar, because right now for Bilt Bar, it is Built Bar Madness. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, toffee almond versus mint brownie. I think I'm going to have to lean toward that mint brownie because I I, I love the taste of mint and chocolate i'm a big thin mint kind of guy when it comes to girl scout cookies and this built bar reminds me of that so i think i'm definitely going to be voting for that thin mint brownie to win today's matchup and if you want to vote go to builtbar.com or go to at built or go to at bar underscore built at bar underscore built on twitter remember use that promo code Locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. So it's not locked on 20 anymore. It's locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. Let's wrap up the pod with Muted Mondays and let's look at some headlines from around baseball pertaining to the D-backs and let's either decide to mute those headlines or turn that baby up. And The first headline I want to talk about is Fangraphs and Baseball Pro- and Baseball Prospectus because both of them projected wins for the D-backs and Fangraphs has the D-backs winning 73 games this year in baseball prospectus has the d-backs winning 79 games and you know what i want to do with that headline we're going to turn that thing off i get the numbers and the projections but the d-backs if you're just basing it all on 2020 i can't really argue with you a lot of the d-backs had really career low seasons and we're gonna need bounce backs in a big way from a bunch of them to really be competitive in 2021 but Again, it was such a short sample size in 2020, 60 games if we did that. If we just took the first 60 games in 2019, the Nationals don't even make the playoffs. So I think you have to keep that in mind. And the D-backs were a really competitive team in 2019 and 2018 where they won both over 80 games in each season. And I think this D-backs team is just as good as either of those teams. And maybe potentially even better because now we have a guy like Zach Gallon on the roster. So... Yes, the D-backs are going to need bounce-back seasons from guys like Ketel Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Luke Weaver. Going to need Madison Bumgarner to turn back the clock a little bit, but I think there's enough talent on this team to at least be a 500-ball club. I think it's kind of disrespectful for fan graphs to just say 73 wins, but we all know they're about projections. We all know they crunch the numbers, so I know it's not coming from a place of like a hot take like you see with You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, a podcaster, a hot take from just some random analyst on TV. This is, these are people who are crunching the numbers and using real analytics to come up with these projections. So I respect fan graphs and what they're doing. I just don't agree with the 73 wins. Baseball Prospectus gave us a little bit more respect, but still said we're going to be a below 500 team. And maybe all those losses, maybe a majority of them are going to come from the Dodgers and the Padres because the top of the division. It's just so instinctive. Stay so insanely stacked with possibly the two best teams in all of baseball. But still, I think the D backs are gonna get some some wins against those teams that you might not expect. And every time Zach Allen goes out there to pitch, we're gonna be in the ball game and it's gonna be competitive. And hopefully, some of the other pitchers on this in this rotation can do the same and take a page out of Zach Allen's book. I think Ketel Marte is gonna be in line for a huge bounce back season. I think he could be a potential MVP candidate once again in 2021 if things break right. So 73 wins is way too low. 79 is a little bit more respectable. But I I think I got to put this D-backs team probably around 85 wins at least. Should JB Berskakis get a look as a closer if Soria falters? I'm going to have to mute that headline because... I, don't, I would love for JB Braskakis to get a look as a closer if Soria falters, but I don't think he's going to be the first one to get that look. I think Kevin Ginkle would get a look before JB. I think Tyler Clippard would get a look before JB, but if Tori Lovello sees enough from J.B. where he wants to give him that look. I'm gonna be in full support because this guy just, as as we've been talking about on the pod, has been absolutely dynamite during spring training. He's been an absolute stud so far. He's got a great two pitch arsenal with his fastball and slider. Both of them are very, uh, both of them are way high level, way above average for someone this early in their in their career. He's still a pretty young pitcher, still about 24 years old. Uh, never really pitched on the major league level. It hasn't at all, actually pitch on the major league level. So I don't know if he would be ready for prime time after just one season, uh, you know, during his one season, I guess during his rookie season, I don't know if he would be ready for prime time to be a closer right away. But if he is, if Tori Lavello has seen enough of him, maybe as a seventh man and he trusts JB Briskakis, then I'm going to trust Toy Lavello and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing JB Briskakis in the closer role at all. If Joaquin Soria falters, I just don't think he's going to be the first option, uh, as the closer, if something happens to so Joaquin Soria. And then the last headline I want to talk about, this was courtesy of Bleach Report. They talked about superstars that are trending in the right direction in 2021. So basically, Players, who, players they think could be a superstar in 2021. And they wrote down the first name that they had was Zach Gallen. And you know we gotta turn that headline up because yes Zach Gallen is already a superstar. Now, he hasn't done it over the course of a full season. But if you take his two years with the D-backs, it's basically 25 to 27 starts he's been absolutely phenomenal during that time he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball he was a real Cy Young candidate last season until like the last couple starts of the year uh if the D-backs were a better team last year he probably would have got more acclaim as a Cy Young award winner or maybe if he was just a bigger name because Jacob deGrom always gets Cy Young love even though his team sucks but Zach Allen, he is going to be a true superstar in 2021. I really do believe that. He's been a godsend for this D-backs team since he came over from the Marlins. I thank Aaron Layton every day for that deal because that was an absolute fleece of the Miami Marlins. And Zach Allen is going to be the frontline starter for the D-backs for probably, what, the next decade I hope the D-backs, when when the time comes, pony up the money and give him a fat long-term contract because we got to keep this guy around for the long haul because he's just way too good to give up. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Remember, we're counting down the days to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. There is no better way to get baseball smart before opening day subscribe to locked on MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to follow me on twitter at creator 24 for my personal account or just look up locked on dime backs on both twitter and instagram for the podcast handle and as always stay safe and stay healthy deuces